0: Today we come uh, to celebrate a wonderful and beautiful solemnity, uh solemnity of Christ the King in the church. Uh, this is the last weekend of the liturgical year, um, so if you think about it, next, next week is the first week of Advent, but it's also kind of the new year and a new beginning. Now why do we look at Christ the King at the end of the year? I think part of the part of the reason why we do sometimes is just so we can refocus on who Jesus is as our king. Because in the, in the grand scheme of things, in heaven, this world's passing away. Everything. A football game. Passing away. And what we're moving towards is heaven, a new kingly, like a new kingdom in heaven. And for all eternity, Christ is going to be our king. But what does that have to do for us now today? When I was a kid, I remember uh, my grandparents, at my grandparents' house, they had a huge swimming pool. And I loved to go and have fun. Like, with my cousins, we played every game you could think of: Marco Polo, sharks and minnows, uh, throw my sister in the pool—like all the funnest games that there are to play. But I remember one of them was we would play a chicken fight. Now, if anybody knows what a chicken fight is, like it's just a—it's a vicious but fun way to play. You put someone on your shoulders, and basically, the whole game is. Them versus us, two teams, and it's a battle royale. Who's going to fall off first? Now, I remember, like, this whole putting someone on your shoulders was kind of a rite of passage. Like, when you were big enough to be able to put someone on your shoulders, like, you were a big kid at that point. Well, before, I remember for a while, I was the kid on top that would try and push people down and do the whole fighting thing. Well, after a while, I started to get bigger and bigger, but, like, I remember one day we had this crazy idea, my uncle was in the pool, my cousin and I, we had this crazy idea that maybe we could do a three stack of people. Now I was the smallest one of the group, this is a long time ago, but I was the smallest one of the group, so I was going to be on top, then my cousin holding me, and then my uncle holding both of us. And I remember we tried and tried and tried, and, like, we were off balance. We kept falling. I think I almost hit my head a couple of times on, like, the edge of the pool. But, like, sooner or later, we finally got it. And I'll never forget that somebody, like, ran up and snapped a picture. Now, this is, like, mid-90s, so it wasn't, you know, like, grab your phone and snap it. It was like, just stay there. I'm gonna go run for 14 minutes and find film, and then I'm gonna come back and take the picture. But there's a picture of me on my cousin's shoulders and my cousin and I on my uncle's shoulders, and I'm on top like like I'm a champion. Like, it was amazing. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm on top of the freaking world. This is awesome. And as a kid, I remember thinking, this is amazing. I'm lifted up to the heights. But if you look at the picture, my cousin's smiling a little bit, but kind of suffering, and my uncle's about to die. Because <laughs> all he's thinking is, is, man, i got two kids, and I cannot fall forward, because they're going to they're gonna break. This is not good. When we think of Christ the King, when we think of that imagery of kingship, a hierarchy, a lot of times... We can think of in the church, the hierarchy, the pope, the cardinals, the bishops, priests, the deacons, and all the laity. But sometimes when we think about that, we think about it in the wrong way. See, the, the rest of the world, a corporation, a business, has a hierarchy. Your president or your CEO, your managers, and then everybody else that works. And it just kind of works its way down. It's kind of a triangle, right? And it's a triangle of power in the world. The person at the top makes the call. And if you don't follow what the person at the top or the person above you does, you get fired. In the church, sometimes we can take that image and throw it on our church and think the pope and the bishops and the cardinals, and like if we don't listen to exactly what they say, we don't get fired, but we experience fire in a different way. But the thing about the church is that it's not, the hierarchy is not supposed to be a hierarchy of power. It's supposed to be a hierarchy of service. See, that triangle is a little bit different. It's flipped. Where instead of having one guy who dresses in white and lives in Rome and reigns over the whole world, it's more of one guy who's at the bottom of a stack of people knowing that he has a precious cargo above him and doesn't want anything bad to happen. The same way that my uncle had that look of just despair on his face as he's trying to hold me and my cousin, and you could see the fear in his eyes that he didn't want us to get hurt. That's the role of the pope, the bishops, the priest, is to support everyone and to not let them be hurt to keep them safe, to keep them growing. Because that's the image that Christ did for us. That's the image of Christ as a king that we see in our scriptures. We see throughout the scriptures the best image that we have of Christ as being that one of service, not of power, is at the Last Supper, where he lowers himself to the level of a slave And washes the feet of his friends. See, Christ shows us the model of how we're called to live, live out our kingship. That word, kingship, it may not, it may sound a little bit weird, but every one of us, when we were baptized, were baptized three ways: as priest, as prophet, and yes, as a king. Like we were all given this identity of kingship into our lives that we're supposed to live. Like we have an inheritance that is called heaven that we're supposed to receive. We have a dignity and a throne waiting for us that all we have to do is embrace. See, inside of each one of our hearts, there's a, there's a church father named Origen who speaks about this, that inside of each one of our hearts, there's a kingdom of God and a kingdom of sin. And John Paul II, whenever he was alive in 1988, gave a talk, and in one of his documents he said that this battle of a kingdom of God and a kingdom of sin that's within each of us is the first battle that every one of us has to fight to bring about the kingdom of God in my own life and to turn away from the kingdom of sin that is fighting against it. As a kid, I remember watching cartoons and you had the little angel and the little devil on your shoulders that were kind of whispering back and forth. That's exactly what happens in each one of our hearts, that we're pulled to sin by the little devil whispering it to us. And our conscience is sitting there screaming at us, turn around, come the other way. And when we're doing good, we're being tempted away from it by that little devil. Because there's constantly a battle that's happening in each one of our hearts. Now the question is, which kingdom are you building in your life? Like if we ask ourselves honestly, Which kingdom am I building? Which kingdom am I living in? Am I enjoying the comfort of a kingdom of sin, the ease? Or am I walking the narrow path and building the kingdom of God in my life? You see, it's our call as Christians to go out and to share our relationship, our witness with the rest of the world. Like our relationship with God is something that each one of us is called to share. At the end of Mass, what's the last thing that we say? Go and announce the Kingdom of God. Go and announce the Gospel. Go out into your life and proclaim the faith that we come here to celebrate. So which kingdom are you embracing in your life? Because we cannot proclaim something that we do not first know. We cannot proclaim a relationship with Jesus. We cannot say that Jesus is the King and the Lord of the world if we don't know him. If we don't sit with him. If we don't stay rooted in relationship with him. See, I can give... To, to, to just show you an example of that, I can get up here and give you a great presentation on George Washington. If you ask me, I can do the research. I might even be able to find like a joke or a little thing about him, and like it could be really engaging and good. But that's not going to make you know George Washington any better. That's going to make you know about George Washington better. If we're going out to share the gospel, to share who Jesus is, we can't just be a stale presentation about Jesus, that he was this dude that lived 2,000 years ago. He walked around in sandals with 12 guys, and he did like some cool stuff. When we share our relationship with God, we have to share who he is as a person. Martha Washington could give you a lot better insight into who George Washington was. Martha Washington knew him. Martha Washington was the one that that knew what, what ticked him off, what made him happy. She knew all his little idiosyncrasies. She could introduce you to the person of George Washington. In a similar way, do we know Jesus? enough to be able to proclaim him? Do we want to share Jesus in a way that it's not just a bunch of facts, but it's a person that we're sharing with the world? See, Jesus Christ said that my kingdom is not of this world, today in the scripture. Because by a world standard, he lost. By the world standard, he was embarrassed, he was ridiculed, he was executed and his kingdom failed. But we're here today, 2,000 years later, still embracing, still struggling to embrace the kingdom of God in each one of our hearts so that we can share it. We're still here, 2,000 years later, looking at a God who's crucified, who's not judged by the world's standards. So that he might build that kingdom in our heart a little bit stronger, a little bit more fortified. So today, as we come to this sacrament, as we come to the celebration of the Mass, and as we come to this solemnity of Christ the King, the question still remains. What kingdom are we building? What kingdom are we building in our own life? in our own heart, in our own house? Are we embracing the kingdom of God that God is calling us to, the inheritance that God has given us? Or are we sitting in the comfort of the kingdom of sin, the kingdom of this world, the kingdom of the flesh? Today, may we embrace, may we allow God to build his kingdom in us, so that it may may spread, so that the church may continue to grow, so that our faith may continue to change those around us when we go in peace.